Hey, what's up with it, everybody? This is What's Wrong With Sports. I'm the homeboy, Andre Johnson. Let's go. We had college football action last night. Boise State getting right. After that beatdown last week by BYU, they hand out their own beatdown. 52-21 to 21 on the blue turf. Good going, guys. NFL, the Colts with a solid four quarters of football looking to take over their, their own division. That's right. The Colts making a statement last night. They'll go anywhere in the division and get that W. MLB, Marlins make history. They hired the first female GM, Kim Ng. Awesome. Paul Horning passes away at age 84. The great Packer and the great Notre Dame fighting Irish quarterback. We also got some more college football going on today. It's Friday. Let's go. Wow, last night, awesome. Hopefully somebody made some money last night. Because Boise State was up 42-7 at halftime. A laugher on the blue turf. That has to be awesome. You could have put the whole rent check on Boise last night. They would have got it done. That was cool. I mean, the boys in blue came through because they needed that win. They looked bad last week. That was horrible. Versus BYU. BYU looks like a monster now. Because they put the smackdown on these guys. And the Broncos came back this week facing a relatively tough Colorado State team. And Colorado State usually comes to play versus Boise. And Boise shut them down. So cool. We got more action today. Friday, we got Minnesota versus Iowa. And this is a huge game for Minnesota. Because they need a win. But so does Iowa. And Iowa's dominated this series. And they're on the road. And it's a small line. Iowa hasn't changed in decades. They play big boy football in Iowa. And they still play defense. And Minnesota's going to get a taste of that. A lot of people thinking Minnesota might upset. I'm going to say no. Not. Not happening. But the real game tonight will be Cincinnati. The Bearcats at home versus East Carolina. I know. But people think it's going to be a high-scoring matchup. Money is exchanging hands as we speak. Cincinnati has done nothing but play defense all season. Nobody's got over 20 points on them except for, well, hmm, nobody. And next week they have a tough matchup versus the University of Central Florida. So I'm not expecting Cincinnati to come out guns blazing. I think they just get through this game and move on to next week for a much bigger game next week. Next week is huge for Cincinnati. They just need a win today. Go party, have some fun, 
So good luck with that one. You guys, since if you guys think Cincinnati's covering that big number of 28 and is going way over, good luck. I think they shut them down and go home. And yo, let's talk some NFL. You know what? The Colts, the Colts look good. If you saw that game last night, game plan was solid. Phillip with the passing game. Total control the whole game. Not a problem. Phillip showing why he's a veteran quarterback and why the Colts picked him up. Because the Colts had a young QB, Jacoby Brissett, showing a lot of promise. And they just pushed him aside for Phillip. And Phillip showing him why. He's paying dividends. Colts look like a serious contender for second place. Because we all know we all know it's about the Ravens this year and the Chiefs. And then there's the Steelers. So good luck with that one, Colts. Should be a fun playoff ride this season in the NFL. Very impressed with that Colts defense. Versus a monster of a running back, Derrick Henry. The homeboy out of Alabama. Derrick Henry was born to play football. He was born to play running back. And that's what they had to shut down. And they hadn't done that before. Before last night. And we called it here first. We're the only ones on the Colts yesterday. And it feels good to be right. Just wish I could have made some money off it. But I like being right more. So haha, there you go. I was right. All you experts were wrong. Don't think I wasn't watching Fox. And watching all these guys pick the Titans. One after the other. And then they go on and talk about Tannehill. And highlight him. The only person who picked the Colts was the guy who always gets his pick wrong. Yeah, Tony. Tony G. Tony Gonzo picked the Colts. And I'm thinking, is this to like mess with somebody's head? Because if Tony's on it, then oh, the Titans must really be. They, the Titans are really going to win this one now. If Tony G picked the Colts because he's always wrong. Wow. I see now how they mess with people's heads. Because that would have messed with mine. That's why I stick to football. I stick to what I know. And I don't listen to other people. They need to listen to me. If you guys want to know about football and really want to know what's going on, you need to pay attention to me. Now, if you care about drama, if you care about politics going on in sports, then yeah, go pay attention. Go listen to somebody else's network. Because I'm not about that drama. For your mama. Because we got real issues going on. We got crooked refs. We got dumbass coaches. We got lame ass kickers. And this needs to be talked about. This needs to be addressed. Because these are the things that's having an effect on your football team. But yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool last night. Nice second half by Phillip Rivers and the gang. That's called halftime adjustments. It was kind of close, wasn't it? Going into halftime? 
Right. The Titans actually had the lead, like 17-13. So how do you lose 34-17? Halftime adjustments. And the Colts made them. Titans didn't. We now know who has the better coaching staff. The Colts. Titans were at home. Solid history at home. A winning coach. Guy has Super Bowl rings. Playing as a player. They know what they're doing. But the Colts knew more. And did a better job of showing it. Love football. Yeah, we'll be right back. What's up? We're talking MLB. That's right. Major League Baseball. And the Marlins are making history. Signing the first female GM. Kim Ng. So that automatically signifies that the Marlins are officially in rebuilding mode. But according to this female GM, and I'm going to call her a female GM, yes, it's big news. I'm sure she wouldn't mind me calling her a female GM or the first female GM. I'm sure she's honored. So this female GM is like, no, we're not in rebuilding mode. I know what I'm doing. She's ready to hustle and get this team together. She wants to show her experience. The article I read says she has 30 years experience in Major League Baseball and has been to championships and has been in the commissioner's office. Pretty much she knows her way around the boardroom. She may not be able to hit a 100 mile an hour fastball or a 55 mile an hour knuckleball but she can knock it out the box in the boardroom so good luck to her I cannot wait to see how things develop with the Marlins I can't wait to see their first move their first trade their first draft let's see what happens you know they're going to try to make a movie out of this right We, we do know that's coming right either a movie or some kind of HBO special. I think that's obvious. So that's why I'm mentioning it right now. That is why I'm bringing it up. But it's still cool. What's not cool is Paul Horning passing away. Depending on who you ask. And we'll get... We'll get right back to that, right after this. Okay, so old man Horning finally passes away. I wonder who the last chick he banged was and how much she got paid. (laughs) I mean, this guy was known as a player in his playing days and there was no shame in his game so don't think I'm out of line for what I'm saying right now because this guy was known as a bad boy a badass and a player and he got his 
This is back when there was no internet or social media. When athletes can run wild and bang whatever chick they wanted. And could lie about it. <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy's been around. And it and it's pretty cool. Like he had a cool life. He played for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. School legend at Notre Dame. Yeah, the same school that Joe Montana went to. Same school as Joe Theismann. Yeah, that's cool. Didn't Tim Brown? Did Tim Brown go to Notre Dame? Can somebody let me know? I'm just going off the head right now. But yeah, that's a legendary QB. So out of college, he goes to the Packers. Plays for legendary coach. Vince Lombardi. I don't think they really got along too well. Lombardi, a no-nonsense guy. Paul H., player, for real. Loose as a goose. But clutched in a mother. You can't, you can't tell Paul what to do. But Lombardi did. And I'm sure Paul Horning was in Lombardi's doghouse plenty of times. All Lombardi cared about football winning games. And if you weren't about that, like if you actually had a life outside of football, that might not been a that might not have been cool with coach. I don't think that would go over well. Because coach uh, Lombardi dedicated his ass off to football. I mean, the guy had cancer and was still coaching. Kind of didn't want to get treatment. I mean, he toughed it out. Tough guy. Tough teams. And he had an awesome quarterback. Paul Horning. Championships, too. Yeah, they won championships in Green Bay. And that guy lived to be 84. And he played in the era where quarterbacks were routinely destroyed by defenses. Yes, there were no rules to protect the quarterback when he played. And he lived to be 84. So what does that tell you about what's going on today? Yeah, these guys are full of junk. There's reasons why guys are dying earlier. And it's not because of the NFL. It's not because of football. There are other factors. Like the way you live your life. And sometimes, hey, let's let's just say it. If it ain't your time to go, it ain't your time to go. But when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Because Paul Horning played in an era where there weren't helmets like we have now. I think he wore a leather helmet. And guys were banging heads against each other. It was tough, physical, and brutal four quarters of football. Weren't too many passes being thrown. QB was exposed. I'm sure this guy took his number of licks on his way to his championships. And he still lived to be 84. That's how strong he was. That's how hard he was. It's a hard-ass white boy. Yeah, I'm saying it. I'm not racist. If you think I'm racist, you're racist. It's a hard-ass white boy. He played a tough position. And I don't think he got paid enough. 
Look how long he lived. I don't think he was a vegan either. I'm pretty sure he ate meat. I'm pretty sure he banged a lot of chicks. Pretty sure he drank alcohol. I would love to know if he smoked weed. If he took the little ganja, that would be so hard. He's a G. He's from Green Bay. I know he had to talk a little. Come on. I need to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Paul Horning, the legend. The legendary. Number five for Green Bay. Passes away. 84. Guy's a champ. Be right back. Yes, sir. We're back. And we got NCAA football. Baby, this weekend, I'm not going over all 100 games. I'm going to go over a select few that I happen to like. Start off with Friday. Okay. Florida Atlantic at Florida International. Boring. And you guys still want to bet on that game? I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't even bet on that game. I don't like either side. And people are making the case for Florida International, the nine-point underdog. And they sucked all season. So I smell something fishy. They have no business hanging around Florida Atlantic today. Florida Atlantic should stomp these fools. But hey, I could be wrong. I want to move on to the weekend, though. Notre Dame, Boston College. A game lots of people are talking about because Notre Dame just knocked off number one, the Clemson Tigers. And now they go on the road to face Boston College, a team that has been a thorn in the side of Notre Dame ever since the dawn of man. And these guys would love to punk Notre Dame at their house. Boston College, that is. And they have a history of doing it. No matter how hard Notre Dame looks, how strong they played the week before, for some reason, when they play Boston College, all bets are off. And for some reason, this school channels some inner demon that plays defense on these guys. And I don't get it. How does this school not even in the top 20 in recruiting, hang with Notre Dame. A sophisticated offense, studs on defense, and a coach with just fire coming out his mouth. Yeah, the coach breathes fire, a freaking dragon. How do you beat these guys? And Notre Dame's quarterback is cool, is cool, cooler than the other side of the pillow. To quote the great late homeboy from ESPN. I don't see how Notre Dame does not win and cover. But everybody's calling for it. I would stay away. But if you like upsets, that's 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 the upset. I can't see it happening. Not with Kelly as coach. Kelly is a freaking asshole. He will light you up. You slack off 
one little bit, you're going to hear about it. I don't see Notre Dame falling off at I see them excited. This isn't a school that's not used to winning. This is a school with a winning tradition. At one point, I think they held the most championships in college football. I'm pretty sure Alabama's right there, though. So it's not like them knocking off a number one is something that's new. And I hate the way the fans reacted to them beating number one and storming the field. Like, come on, kids. This is Notre Dame. It's actually a big-name program used to winning against big-name schools. Let's act like we've been there. And there's COVID-19. And you kids are really rushing the whole field. Trying to mess it up for all of us. Why do you think they don't want people at the stadiums? You're messing it up for everybody. Freaking crazy college kids. Invite me to the next party. I'll try not to hit on your chicks. Yeah, I know I'm too old for college chicks. But I just want to party. I got my own bitches. Punk kids. You got some punks. You don't care about nothing else but your own selves. And your own little feelings. Trying to mess it up for everybody. But anyway. Notre Dame on the road at Boston College. Everybody's calling for the upset. Except me. Yeah, I'm I'm the only one. I see this as a football game. And it's very hard to sneak up so sneak up on somebody when they know you're coming. I mean, the whole country basically told Notre Dame, Boston College is coming for your ass. I'm a competitor. I don't like hearing that. And I don't even play for Notre Dame. We're going to see what these kids are made of this weekend. If they're solid competitors, Boston College doesn't stand a chance. But if they're just a regular mediocre team that just happened to have a great game last week, then it'll show up this week on Saturday. And I don't think that's the case. I think Notre Dame is tight. I love their quarterback. He's underrated. Ian Book. Yeah, remember that name. He probably won't get a shot. I don't know. Usually Notre Dame quarterback gets an automatic shot in the NFL. And this kid is solid to me. You know a kid is solid when you see him make a mistake and then he comes back and makes up for that mistake on the field. It's not easy to do as a quarterback. That that confidence gets shaky sometimes during a game. People are watching. Teammates are depending on you. When you make a mistake, it hurts. You feel like you're letting your team down. You got to get back on your own horse and get out there and show and prove. And that's what Book has done. He's resilient. He has, a, he has a nice arm. I don't know if he has John Elway or Trevor Lawrence gunner type arm. I haven't clocked him myself. I don't know. But it could. And that's not the most important thing to me for an NFL quarterback. That strong arm thing is very overrated. Intelligence needs to be the high standard. That needs, that needs to be the gold standard right there. If you're a QB in the NFL, that IQ, that's what I look for. All that rocket arm stuff leads to a lot of interceptions. Because you think you can throw the ball where you can't. Ian Book's a good quarterback. I don't know what NFL scouts think. 
I really don't care because I've seen the kind of quarterbacks that have come into the league because NFL scouts think this guy's the next guy. And I'm shaking my head. I don't think he's the next guy. So let 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 Andre Johnson see your quarterback first before you decide to take a flyer on him and anoint him as the next coming, the next second coming of Jesus Christ, the next second coming of Joe Montana. Let me check him out first. If Bill Walsh is not available. Or if Patriots organization is not available. Patriots do an excellent job scouting quarterbacks. The 49ers used to do that. They used to be that that team, that franchise. They could find a quarterback anywhere. That's because of Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. Okay? His influence. And we need to talk football. So let's go. So, I'm on Notre Dame. Nobody else is. So, be careful. It looks like money. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead and take Boston College. I'm sure they're a great team. I'm sure they're going to give it all they have. And that's what you want from an underdog. They're going to give everything they got for four quarters. And they're at home. And they've done it before to Notre Dame. They haven't done it against this type of offense that Notre Dame is running. Okay? This is a totally different offense. And it's ran by a quarterback who knows what the F he's doing. Because he's coached by a coach who does not play that mess. Does not like mistakes at all. We'll get rid of you. Make too many mistakes. I couldn't play for Coach Kelly. I need to make mistakes. Shit. So, the games I like. I like West Virginia at home. The line has gone down with over 70% of the population on West Virginia. It was at minus three. It's now two and a half. And that's crazy to me. Because I looked at the matchup and West Virginia does a nice job against TCU. And West Virginia's quarterback has been playing nice the whole season. Very consistent, very steady. And set the bar high. It's a good QB. But it looks like a dangerous pick now. Because the number went down. Now it looks like a trap. It's called reverse line movement. And it could be deadly. If you like the favorite. Next game. North Carolina. Wake Forest. North Carolina is coached by a championship-level coach, Mac Brown. And this whole season, they've been lighting fools up. No reason to stop now. So, the line was at 13 and a half. It's gone down half a point. 13. I don't think that's a big deal at all. I think that's Vegas trying to trick better into thinking that the underdog is going to win and cover. I honestly feel that way. So, if that's what they're trying to do then you know to go the other way, and that's take North Carolina. This might be a 20-point win. No, I'm not digging any deeper. I already did my research. North Carolina looks good here. It's a good spot, too. They're playing against Wake Forest, a team in the Carolinas. And I'm sure that they've dominated all the other teams around in their region. Why not this one? 
Wake Forest, nothing special. There's nothing special about them. Team and Deacons. They're a basketball school. So so is North Carolina, but they're trying to play football, and they're doing a good job. Stay away from Miami, Virginia Tech. Who cares? Stay away from that game. It's not the old Miami anyway. It's just a name. Uh, I think there's some good money right here. South Alabama on the road at Louisiana. I'm on South Alabama. They've covered like almost every game in this series. And it's always been decided by one score. And they're getting all these points. What else? What else? What else? What the F else? Okay, here's a game I want to look at. Trojans at Arizona. Now, the Trojans open at 13. It's up to 14 and a half. And I hate that number. USC barely, barely covered last week versus Arizona State. And now they got Arizona. Arizona, not that great. They're just not. So let's dig a little deeper. It's the first game of the season for Arizona, which could be dangerous because SC already warmed up. Game-winning touchdown last week. Awesome. SC's 9-1 on that money line versus Arizona. 4-0 against the spread against Zona. All right, take that to the bank. How about last time they, they played? Last time they met, SC at home, nine and a half point favorites. Won that game 41 to 14. Hello. How about the game before that? SC on the road at Zona, SC three point favorites. Very small number. Vegas is saying a close game, and it was 24 to 20 SC. What's up now? Game before that, SC at home, six six and a half point favorites. 49-35, that's 15, I think, 14, something like that. I don't believe in this Arizona team. I'm not a believer. That's why I like SC. Do some damage. I want to see some defense. Trojans better come and play some D. Another game right here. Wow. This line went up. Are you serious? Colorado, the Buffaloes going to Stanford to play the Cardinals. Cardinals kind of rebuilding. Got some new faces. They're still the same team, though. Power football, yeah. They play big boy football. Colorado's been showing up on defense this year. Let's dig a little deeper. I saw the line at 7. It's up to 9. 89% of the public. Wow. All over Stanford. Colorado coming off a game last week where they were six-point dogs to UCLA. Won that game in a spanking. Playing D. Let's dig a little deeper. Colorado 1-0, Stanford 0-1. So, yeah, of course, they want to come out winning this game. If you're Stanford, you need a win. 
Stanford's three and two on the money line last fa- last five games versus Colorado. Colorado though two and zero versus the spread. Boy, that's why I like Colorado. Last time these two teams met, Colorado at home. Three and a half point underdogs last year. Won that game 16 to 13. That was a better Stanford team than this one. I say better. I shouldn't, I shouldn't say better. They were more experienced. Stanford has a bunch of new faces this year in important places. This year. That's why last week when they played Oregon. It was like 28 to 7. Still getting their feet wet. And now they're playing the Colorado team. Ready to ball. Because the game before that, they were at Stanford as one and a half point favorites. And I hate that number. And this team actually covered that number. And this score is ugly. So the Buffalo, the Buffaloes covered a one and a half point spread on the road. That is not easy to do. The score was 10 to 5. 10 5, y'all. Come on. You telling me the Colorado Buffaloes are not playing defense? Why are there 89% of why is 89% of the public on Stanford? Do they not know that Stanford is still young? I don't know. That line's going the wrong way. Take advantage. It's Colorado. I got the Buffaloes all day. All freaking day in that one. Easy money, y'all. That's not easy. I just made it look easy. Easy for me. I actually do homework. And I enjoy it. Only time I ever enjoy doing homework is right here. All right, let's look at this game right here. Because. Because, because. Because. Because Oregon is on the road at Washington State. And Oregon came out looking impressive already. They already look like Pac-12 champions in the first week. And they're playing a Washington State team with a brand new freshman quarterback. Never had a freshman quarterback start, I don't think, in Washington State. And this kid is fresh out of high school. He's throwing dimes. Oregon 6-4 on the money line. Washington State is 4-0 against the spread. Ooh, goodness. Last time these two teams met, Oregon at home last season. 14.5 point favorites. And this is why I hate 14.5 point favorites. They only won the game 37 to 35. That is not winning by more than 14 points. And the game before that, Washington State was at home. Three-point favorites. Won that game 34 to 20. Washington State is not scared, even though they have a totally new uh, coaching staff and a brand new quarterback. And his coach is out of high school. He was coaching high school. And just like their quarterback. And they're coming into the Pac-12 making waves. Washington State upset uh, Oregon State last week on the road. And now they're at home. You just saw that score I read when they were at home. 34-20. to 20. 
Okay, you want to know what else happened when they're at home? How about four years ago when they were at home versus Oregon? 51 to 33. So Vegas now has the gall to make Washington State a 10-point dog at home. Betters beware if you like Oregon. Because Washington State is going to come to play. If Washington State shows up, you guys are going to lose money. I told you. And that's it. That's all we got for today's Friday show. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. And help Armenia. Save Armenia. Let's go. This is What's Wrong With Sports. I'm the homeboy, Andre Johnson. Late.